Ready when you are. All right. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate First Technology. I'm your host, Norman Kinsey. We have our co-host, Mr. Dan Gandy. Welcome, Dan. Thanks for having me. Always, always, man. And uh, today, before we go ahead and let y'all know who our special guest is, we just want to make sure to encourage everyone to like the video, subscribe to the notification bell. And by the end of the episode, comment below with what you learned. We have a powerhouse today, someone that you're going to be able to learn a lot from. So today, we're going to go ahead and go to Remax, number one Remax team in PA and DE. This individual is with the Tom Tool Sales Group. He has amazing podcasts himself, adding amazing value to this real estate community. And we want to deep dive into his team and, uh, and his business. Welcome to Real Estate First Technology. Thanks for having me on, Norman and Dan. Uh, pleasure to be here. Uh, excited to chat. Yeah, man. I've actually, uh, I was checking you out on social media. I love what you're doing with your weekly talks and what have you, adding some massive value to this uh, to community. Also, I've seen some of your reels. You're absolutely crushing it. And I see some of the numbers. I was like, man, I think we got to get this guy on the show because I think people <laughs> can see what he's doing. And I saw one of your reels where you really, uh, what was the one? It was top of my head and it, it went like a hundred thousand plus. And you're just like, stop realtor. Like, you just have a really good punchline. I got to say, I, I love. I know, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, have you uh, the, hey realtors, uh, the realtors out there that make fun of their clients on social media. You got stop it. Stop doing it. Stop. You look doing like it. an asshole. That's pretty much what I said. <laughs> I was, I, we weren't even going to put that out there, and then we were coming home from Boomtown United. I was with my videographer, and he says, uh, "You know, we should just do this." And I'm like, "All right, let's and, go." Uh, I was, and I, uh, I'm, I'm friends with the broke agent. If you, if you know Eric yes. Simon. And, so I texted him and I'm like, what do you think? And he goes, just do it, man. And, and that thing, it blew up. And you know what? A lot of people were talking about doing it. And because and it, it's, it's like a pandemic, like with the way people like do, they just rip on their clients. I mean, imagine you're looking for a house and one of your clients stumbled upon that. Like just immediately you're, you're eliminated. And I don't think people get that. And that's, uh, you know, that, that's not my style, obviously, as you guys know. Yeah, no, I absolutely love that. And I actually saw one of the interviews you did, most one of the most recent interviews you did, um, with the new BAM. So I saw that you yes. were interviewing the broke agent and kind of going through that process. And I know that their site just went live. So I actually sent you a message and I hit you up, uh, hit you up on Instagram. But, hey, I'm already scheduled for real estate versus technology. I was like, all right, like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So the episode's all about you, Tom, and your business. Want to deep dive a little bit more into that. So how long you been in the business and why real estate? So uh, this is my 21st year in the real estate industry. Uh, nice. I got licensed when I was 19. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I kind of, I, I was going to business school uh, at, at Syracuse and uh, it was like, that was okay. It was like accounting and finance. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't that exciting. And my father owned the uh, Remax brokerage here that, that, that our team is housed in right now and pushed me to get my real estate license. Then I sold a couple of homes when I was home one summer. I was like, wow, this is way better than doing journal entries and financial statements the rest of my life. And that kind of, that, that's kind of where, where it got started. So it was, it was, it's interesting how, how a lot of, a lot of people have similar stories. Like they don't necessarily say I want to get into real estate, but yeah. I was able to make that decision a little earlier where I could get some, like some actual like collegiate education around it. Not that that's what's helped me the most, but understand business so I can run a better business within the real estate industry because most agents don't know how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. I absolutely love that. So that's great. So, so it sounds like generational, huh? So your father was in the business, yes. now you're in the business. So now are you running the, uh, the Remax officer or officer? Uh, so he's still working. Um, I think he's going to retire soon, but we're, you know, we're focused solely on, on our team here. And to me, okay. that's the, the direction of the industry anyway, uh, yeah. is that we're seeing teams take over and there's, you know, uh, team brokerages and team only brokerages and that sort of model. So 
and we're really focused on our people here because when someone makes the decision to join a team, um, and and you know, to me, we we actually use specific pronouns here. Like it's our team. It's not my team or someone else's team. It's our team that. because you got to have a, a collective interest. And when someone makes a decision to join a team, you know, they're saying, "I'm putting my career in your hands, and I'm hoping you can help me get there faster." I mean, that's that. so. I take a lot of personal responsibility with that. Yeah. So that's why we we have literally have a singular focus here. I mean, running a brokerage, I think there's some appeals to to doing that with a team in it, but there's a reason why we're seeing teams jump off the charts and brokerages are kind of just still there doing their thing. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. So how does that dynamic work from, you know, you obviously Remax brokerage, but then you also have the team within the brokerage. So how, how does that like dynamic work and how do you navigate that? Well, I think that the great thing is that I'm not running the brokerage. My dad does that. So I don't even, I'm, I'm really hands off. And that's someone I can trust because I've heard nightmare stories about brokerages and teams where like they fire the team out of nowhere mm -hmm. or they don't like the growth or, you know, this is, I don't have that issue whatsoever. And because of that, it's allowed us to take some more chances and do some things that are a little riskier, which, you know, I mean, when you get outside your comfort zone in business, that's where all the growth happens. So yes. we've had a lot of support behind that. So it's, it's, it's helped us. Be, be a little more fearless in our decision-making for sure. Wow. I love that. So how many individuals do you have in your team currently? So we got 35 agents. We've got a, um, a pretty robust support staff. So we've got a three-person marketing department. We've got um, an operations manager, a sales manager. We've got a new agent mentor. And then we've got another uh, five-person support staff on top of that and an inside sales team of three people. So we, we've got, we've got uh, right, around 50, right around 50 people that are, that are with us right now. That's amazing. Okay. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. So yeah, if you're a listener out there that was to start a team, like, because I, I, that's for anyone, they're gonna be like, how the heck? No way, I can't. But, you know, it obviously takes time, right? So how, how, do you, how would you start a team? What would be some advice that you'd give for people out there that might wanna go down the same path that you're taking here? So you have to wanna start a team for the right reasons. I mean, we, we started our team about 10 years ago. Uh, okay. So I was an individual agent for 11 years. And wow. it got to the point where it was myself and our operations manager at the time, she was an assistant. I was a single agent. We did 80 deals, the two of us ourselves, and it was bananas. And we, there was business coming in. I couldn't even handle it. We, 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 just, we, we just couldn't do it. So. Yeah. Because of that, um, you know, we, we realized, hey, we're leaving money on the table. And more importantly, we're not delivering the right service to the consumer. So we tried to find someone that, you know, we hired our first agent. We staffed up appropriately. And what we found was that we were able to bring in so much business, we couldn't handle it. So there's an opportunity here for other people to get into real estate. Because a lot of people want to get into real estate and they're kind of afraid to do it. Yeah. They don't like the risk involved, right? And, and, and they're afraid of going commission only. So we saw a different path where we... One, I could transfer my skills to them because one thing I'm, I'm really strong at is the sales side and show them, okay, this is what worked for me. Here's my first couple of years in the business. Here's how we charted all out. We literally just did a training on this with a lot of our agents where it's like MLS data from my first couple of years in the business and showed yeah. them what that looks like to have a realistic expectation. So if we can transfer that skill to everyone else, and, and our mission here is to be the easiest place to sell and buy real estate. And we need wow, to sell because we have to do it with our agents. Yeah. Because if you're not making it easy for the agents, they're going to leave or they're not going to want to be here. So we, you know, that's every day I've got to, we've got to come in and, and make sure we deliver on that promise. Because if you don't, then you're just, it's all nonsense. And that's why people leave an organization because of unmet expectations. 
Wow. I love that. So I got two last questions before I go to Dan. He's going to take it to the mix-up round, kind of get a little bit more into the technology behind the team for anyone out there that want to adapt to some of the things that you're doing. How do you feel about when you build a team? And we talk about this from the sponsor side for liftoff, like standard operating procedures, key performance indicators for income producing activities. Do you take that approach when it comes to your team to really give that structure to the team members so they know kind of what to look out for and how to operate? If you're not doing that, then you're, you're letting them down because that's how businesses are run. Now, yes. the, the problem is with real estate, no one ever did that for years. I mean, it was no. like, this is like some new concept. And I, I, I know some yeah. of the real, I've known realtors since I've been like two, three years old. Like, I mean, it's literally since I was a kid and the people, and, and it's really about accountability. And to me, accountability is like the greatest gift you can give somebody because you're going to help them get to their potential, get to where they want to go. And there's some people that just don't want to be accountable and that's yeah. cool. They're just not going to be a good fit for our team. You know, I mean, that, that, that's all it is. And there, there's nothing wrong with that. I've got no yep. problem with it. It's, yep. just, it's not the right fit. And if you bring on the wrong people that aren't aligned, then it's going to be a problem. So sales, I mean, there, there's so many books out there, like the sales acceleration formula or cracking yeah. the sales management code. And they talk about, all right, here's the key indicators. These activities you can control 100% of the time will influence your objectives. And then yep. the objectives will get you to the results. But you, a lot of people just want the results to happen, right? And they want to jump right to closed sales and earned income. That's not how it works. Nope. You got to hit the objectives and you can only influence the objectives. Like, so appointment set, listing sign, buyer sign, offers written. Those are all the objectives we're looking to hit. Mm -hmm. And then there's some stuff that's like out of our control, right? I mean, transactions, you could do everything perfectly and could still go horribly wrong and not close out yeah. of your control. So you can't plan that um, result, but you can, in, but the objective, like if you hit the objective, you're increasing the likelihood you're going to get to the result. Mm -hmm. The activities are what you control 100% of the time. And those activities will get you the objectives more often. So you're just increasing your batting average. It's a numbers game. I love that. I love that. And for the viewers and listeners out there, I mean, and you know, Tom, you already know this. Dan, we talk about all the time. 90% of transaction volumes are by top 10% of real estate professionals because the rest are like chickens with their head cut off and they don't have standard operating procedures or key performance indicators. And so I love the fact that you really harped on that because I think that's going to be a big thing as we add value to our viewers and listeners today for them to take from today's episode. And so kind of a fitting question getting into the, the mix-up round for the technology side of things. What is the one piece, just, just one piece of technology, and Dan will kind of go into more detail here that you've adapted to over the last past 21 years of being in this industry to earn and potentially must rep business? So, so to me, it's probably one of the more simple ones. It's having a CRM and using it to its full capacity because a lot of people, wow. I mean, it's, they, they don't, they get the CRM, but they don't want to use it. Right. And so we're, we're Boomtown users and there's tons of great CRMs out there. So I'm not saying that's the one you got to use. We use this one. We've been using it since 2016. So it's obviously eight, uh, six years now. And like, they'll, I'll, I'll see people, well, I know it has a texting number, but I'm just going to text through my cell phone because that's easier because I don't think the consumer wants to see that. Yeah. The consumer's okay with automation and it's actually going to cause you to become disorganized because you can't keep all these people in your phone all the time when yes. you're dealing with hundreds of leads and you, you're not going to save them in your phone. So that's actually going to help you in a lot of cases. Well, I want to email them through the MLS. Well, okay, you might want to do that to supplement. However, the CRM is going to show you when they're looking on the site, it's going to give you clues to the people that are more likely to transact. So mm. if you're not using that, you're actually limiting the amount of people that are out there that you're going to be able to help and convert. So it's not using, it's having the technology and not using it. And to me, the most basic thing is the CRM because it tells you when you need to work. It shows you what to do. If you use it right and take the time to learn it, 
it's going to, it's going to catch all those like money leaks that happen with people. Like, Oh, I forgot to call the seller. Even though I called them in March and they told me to call them April 1st and it's April 30th. And I'm just realizing I forgot to call them and they listed with somebody else. Yeah. It's happened to me. I mean, it happens yeah. to everybody. So just using the CRM literally 100% of the time or as close to you as you can get on that, that that's probably the best thing any agent can do right now. Wow. I absolutely love that. And I think that's actually, you know, that's a good behavior to really adapt to when it comes to the, to the new norm or your normal norm is because you're going to go through the process of doing that. And then it can transfer to social media, which I'm sure, you know, Dan get into it and you're already crushing it on it. And I actually, um, all the time, social media links are down below. I actually put his personal Instagram behind me because I had a team on before. And I was like, no, 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 I need his because I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where's that video? That's why I didn't find it before we were on air. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and switch up the mix up, uh, switch up the camera angle here for our mix up brand. Go ahead, Dan Gandy, take it away. Thank you. Thank you, Norm. Um, I know you touched base on the CRM. Like what other, you know, lead generation systems are you guys uh, trying out nowadays? So there's a couple of things we're, we're testing right now. I mean, obviously, you know, lead funnels are really big for a lot of people. And, and you know, we, we have a flex partnership. And to me, that's Zillow Flex is probably the best new agent training program out there because it gives people immediate at bats with folks that have real intent. And of course, the pay structure is a little different. This is a big topic. I'm a pro Zillow person because I see the benefit, but that can't be all you do. That's where a lot of people fall short. So the stuff we're working on right now with our team is again, groundbreaking, working your sphere and the people that know you, but then also putting them into the CRM so you can remember to call them on their birthdays, call them on their anniversary, do all the stuff you're supposed to do, but let the technology supplement that. Uh, Gary Keller, when uh, the pandemic hit he, uh, on his uh, podcast, think like a CEO, he said that we're not going into a digital only world. It's a digital world that's going to be physically enhanced. And that's where that one-to-one conversion needs to happen for a lot of people. It's, you can't do everything automated. So we're working on Sphere and we're teaching our agents how to list homes. And I, I think, again, like this isn't anything groundbreaking. You don't need to list every home. You need one listing lead pillar. If you can be a specialist in one of those, work your Sphere and have inbound internet leads that we're, you know, we, we do that every way possibly you can. That's all you need to have a successful business. Um, I, I sold 90 homes a year for 10 years straight doing that. So we're just trying to recreate that model and teach it to all our agents here because those are three different disciplines. It's, you know, online leads is you got to work them one way. Your sphere is totally different. And then listing lead generation and listing conversion is totally different. So we're just trying to teach them how to be agents where they can get their time back. Cause you start listing homes and you're not running around with buyers all the time. So I don't think we're doing anything crazy. We're just yeah. getting really good at the basics and then using our technology, like our CRM and, you know, we track our numbers. We have a number, we use CSU to track all our numbers. We use bomb bomb for video conversion. All that stuff is how it gets better. You supplement it with the technology. To me, it's, it's it's all about the basics right now. Yeah. And are you guys uh, are you guys doing any specific uh, direct mail farming in specific areas? So we we've done some of that. I mean, we've had mixed results. To be super honest, I think it really depends on one your price point. And our price point here is like high three hundreds. Um, and then secondly, you can't just mail. You got to mail and then like go knock the doors, call the people you know, be active when you have an open house in that community, invite everybody. It, it's, it's all about that one-to-one -one activity and being an active agent, not a passive agent, especially in the current market, because there's less homes to sell. There's more agents than ever. You can't be that passive person just waiting for the phone to ring anymore. And I, I think that there's a lot of realtors that are, that are in for an, a, a rude awakening come the second half of the year here in 2022 with what's going on. Yeah, then totally. Yeah. <laughs> and the last point is, is, 
the, the video marketing that you're, you're, you're doing great on it, you know, how, how did you set that up? Did you just deep dive into it? Like, why don't you give the, the audience a little bit of uh, your, your playbook on how you, how you've got your evolution of this? Sure, sure. So we, we started doing this um, about, about six years ago as well. I think we're up to like our flagship sort of video that we put out there was just a consumer facing video once a week. It wasn't anything crazy. We started off with like a market update and then we would mix in like, okay, so this happens in your home inspection. What do you do? Or it's like a, did you know, kind of series, because a lot of realtors, they don't explain the process to their clients. They just get them in the car, get them in a transaction and explain it as they go. So we wanted to, I'm glad you agree, Norman. Uh, So we wanted to deliver something to the community, whether they use us or not. Like if you look at those videos, there's no, we don't ask for the order there. We just educate the consumer and it's consumer first marketing. So we started doing that and, and that was something, and it, go, it gets emailed to our database once a week. It goes out on all the social channels, YouTube, all that stuff. We put like, you know, snippets and, and different clips on, on Instagram and Facebook. And now we're starting to use TikTok a little bit. Um, so we're, we're, we're taking that one piece of content and putting it across all platforms. So that's how we started. Then about a year later, we really wanted to start growing the team more and this was gaining traction. So we said, why not put out the information we're teaching our people on the inside and just put it out there for everybody because 90% of the people aren't going to do it. So it's not like it's like, and none of this stuff is like a secret. You probably, and most people have heard it all before. <clears throat> so we're just putting it out there as a service again to the community and giving information that's out there. So it's literally like, Hey, the lead hangs up on you. What do you do next? Here's a great way to follow up using a video, whatever that might be. And we're just, we're, we're doing things that we're doing internally or, and, and the consumer videos are the same thing. Every time someone gets a question from a client, that's a video topic. It's not anything groundbreaking. It's not anything crazy. It's just, here's what we're doing. We're putting it out there. Um, same thing with the, with the agent facing show agent hacks. And then we, we did that. And then, then we started doing kind of like a real estate talk show. And then we got picked up by a local radio station, which is really cool. So now we, nice. we, we took it from like the, in, like in our video room over the other side of the office here, we go to a local radio station, stream that. And that's like what's going on in the market. So like Zillow did this this week, Gary Keller got named in that lawsuit, whatever it is. And then we talk about it and give, you know, give some opinions. And it's a consumer and agent facing show. So we don't have, a, we're, we're, we're not doing like all these different videos. We're repurposing a lot of what we, what we do. Um, and then with like the shorter video, that's, that's the way everything's going now. It's just, we're taking those and just making them a minute long. I mean, it's not anything wild. The, the big thing here is you can do all this stuff pick one thing to start with and be consistent with it every week. Because if you're not, if you're trying to do 10 things at once, it's not going to work. You got to do one thing, get really good at it, have that down and then move on to the next one. And, and all this stuff has evolved. We didn't implement all this at once. <laughs> we went our consumer facing show. And like 18 months later, we did the, uh, the next show. And, and that's the agent facing one. Then about a year, uh, it was like 2019. So a couple of years later, we did like the rundown PTI style show. Got picked up by a radio station, which is awesome. So we just took that there and you know, we added in like a local business highlight and stuff like that, just again, to help the community. But we're just putting out there what we're talking about internally. And it's it's a billboard for our company. And then, but the, the conversion with all this stuff's got to happen with that like one-to-one action, like the calls, the texts, the emails, when you reach out to people and get in touch with them, that that's the game right now. It's great to do all these things, but if you're not an active agent, you're not going to convert sales from this stuff. Yeah, that's 100% correct. And thanks for sharing that because I think a lot of people think that, you know, a team leader just has some big marketing team and they don't really have to do anything, right? They're just like, hey, I'm standing back here and I'm, I, you know, I do a little bit of here and a little bit of there, but you're actively, you're, you're participating in this marketing and it's coming from you. So it's, 
you know, we see a lot of value in that. Um, you're, you're, you're a doer, not just a sayer. <laughs> so. You're very kind, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I would say like, you don't have to be a smart person in this business. The people yeah. that win are the best implementers. And I, I totally agree with what you're saying there. That's totally true. Well, back to Norm. Wow. Wow. Thanks, Dan, for that mixed up round. And that was a lot to unpack. And I think at the end of the day, for the viewers and listeners, the one thing that comes to mind for me is being proactive in mindset. I mean, Tom, I could hear it in the way that you just you're like a symphony. And as you're going through this process, you're just basically laying it all out. And I'm not here on two year old horn. I'm just saying that like, you know, you started with one thing, right? And for the viewers and listeners, you started with one thing, you saw the writing on the wall and you implemented. And then you said, hey, guess what? The 90% of agents out there that are doing like one or two deals a month are starting to consume our content. Boom, that's going to be a funnel for us to be able to start to attract agents to grow our team. And oh my God, I'm a small town. Okay, great. The radio station's going to pick us up. So now you, you, you've created this monster from just doing what you do and being proactive and seeing the writing on the wall and turning it into something so much more. So- Whoever's listening out there right now, contrast other episodes to this episode, not that any is better or worse, and just hear how this Tom- one's better. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying to hear how Tom just how he navigates and the mindset, and you know, it's right there behind you. I see on the sign. Operational excellence. So, That's what you got to do. Yeah, most most definitely. So um, I love it. I love it. So, okay, so you touched touch a little bit. I got a couple last questions before we have the, the floor open to you to close out today's episode. And one of the questions I'm interested about is that I hear you're doing content to serve your agents internally. Okay. You know, question, turn into a video. Here you go. FAQs, watch this, whatever, right? Center operating procedure for your, for your inbound as you grow your team. Let's take it a little bit deeper. So community specific focus. Now, do you believe or do anything in like, Hey, uh, expert authority, local market content. Do you do anything around that? Yeah. So, so that's actually our first show. So that was the first thing we did. It's called Tom's Take. And it's all like what's happened in the market over the past month. That's one video we film every month, right. no matter what. And then we get local on like, hey, what is this? Delaware County is the county we serve. And they reassessed all the taxes. What does this mean for everybody? So anything, it's it's like, it's it's real estate related for sure. So we're doing, that was our first flagship. Then we had the agent facing show that came out second. Um, and then what we started doing now is having on our radio show, we got three segments. We bring on a local business that we can give some exposure to. So we've gotten a state attorney coming on in a couple of weeks because nice. that affects a lot of people when they're, you know, they're, they're dealing with real estate transactions. We've had um, some charities come on. We had an accountant come on to talk about like, like things to do when filing your taxes. Hmm. So we're, we're doing that sort of stuff. And now we're starting to get into like the, um, a separate YouTube channel of the pros and cons of living in the greater Philadelphia area or why people shouldn't move here if they don't like these things. So we're getting deeper into like the community centric stuff as, as, as we go. We've done some local business highlights. We've got a show called Go Local. That's it, I'm I'm trying not to be on there. That's like a no time needed sort of uh, <laughs> sort of show. We want our agents to go do that and, and yeah. give them a chance to connect with their clients. And we're um, the other thing we're doing is like sandwich reviews because Philadelphia is like a big sandwich town. So we get like and it's, you know we give them a score. Okay. It's like you know barstool sports. I was gonna say, uh, but again, it's we're getting. I, I want to get our our. I'm trying to get our agents on camera more to be. And, and a lot of them are afraid to do it. And I mean, if you look yeah. at the first video I did, which is still on our YouTube channel, you guys can all go look it up right now. I got like a pudgy face, like the, the 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 screen's all messed up, and it was not good. But we got better, and I think that's the message for all these people here. You got to start somewhere and just be consistent, and you're going to naturally improve your skills. Dude, amen. One one hundred percent. Okay. Last question I have for you that I think is super fitting. And um, you've been in the industry a long time. You know, you're seeing the writing on the wall. So this 
stigma. Oh, technology, open doors, Zillow, they're going to, they're going to replace agents, yada, yada, yada. I mean, we know that's not happening, but what's your thought process and what's your prediction? Okay. 10% does 90% of the business. The other 90%, what's going to happen? What do you, what do you see in the next five, 10 years of technology and agents and are going to thin out? Like, you know, are going to more going to adapt to what you're doing to survive? Like, what's your thoughts? So there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot on, this is a load of questions. So <laughs> couple, couple just known facts, and then we'll get into what I think is going to happen. So president of Zillow, Susan Daimler, came out last week and said real estate agents are essential, right? Okay. Zillow, when they tried to go to their Zillow offers program, they tried to eliminate the agent. I'm a flex partner. I'm, I'm pro Zillow all the way. Yeah. But they realized they needed the local agents. Uh, and so they went back to what was working. They killed that program. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and they've gone back to that. So I think that's a, that's a big company learning about this. What I also know is that in 2012, I think was the year, there was a million agents. Now there's 1.5 million plus eight years later, right? There's not more homes to sell this year than there were last year. Now, last year there were than the previous year. Yeah. What, what, I'm, what I see happening is there's, anytime there's a great run in real estate and the last two years have been pretty incredible, more people get into the business. We also know that 87% of agents are out of the business in five years. So yep. what's going to happen is this. There's going to be some agents that got in and they were used to being that passive agent. Like, I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm going to go sell a house. Those leads where they, that home was selling, no matter who got the call, that wasn't an agent conversion. That was a client knowing the market, wanting to buy a home. Yep. Now that rates have jumped up and now that we're seeing that it's more competitive out there and the market's starting to change a little bit than it was the past two years. We're going to see the market, you know, eventually this run's going to be over. Um, it's, it's been amazing. It's been incredible. You know, obviously very grateful for it. The people that got in the business because they thought it'd be easy to sell homes, they're the ones that are going to drop out. And then we'll see if they bounce back or not. What I also know is I think you're going to see more team domination than ever before because the single agent competing with a team right now is really challenging. You've got to be like the local person in your market and know everything, but you know, I mean, it, 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 the teams are going to continue to dominate and I'm clear that's going to be, that's no, that's nothing new. I mean, we've yeah. seen that before, but we're going to see a lot of like, like the mega teams are really going to come to the forefront. Like not like the 10 person team. I'm talking like the 50, hundred, 200 person team that's selling all the real estate in the marketplace. That's wow. what we're going to see a lot more of. Wow. I, I can see that too, because, you know, outside of just Remax, you got the reels, you got the EXPs, you know, you got these big teams forming really quick, uh, past, Guess what we have on the show? A good friend of mine, Mike Sherrard. I mean, he's the number one recruiting agent within EXP. Um, and it's just amazing what these agents are doing now with nothing much more than a click funnel <laughs> and a video and a hook and, oh, take this course. And now you're part of my team, um, which is, uh, you know, not even close to what you're doing, Tom. So, man, I'm going to take, uh, take the camera, put it on you. What do you want our viewers and listeners to take from this episode as we close out today? I mean, the best thing I could say to anybody is the, the only way you're going to get there in this business is through hard work and being coachable. And, you know, you can, you can, I gave you a ton of information in this episode. There's probably a, a, every episode you guys have, I'm sure it's the same. There's like 15 takeaways you could pull out. Yeah. Don't try to do all 15, pick two or three things and don't do more than that. Cause statistically it is proven that you will not get anything done. If you have more than three big initiatives in your business and just implement something. Just try to do something, get really good at that. And then once you master that, then go on to the next thing instead of trying to do it all at once. Because if you do that all at once, you're not going to get traction. It's going to hurt your business. Wow. I absolutely love it, man. I love it. And you're a fast talker. So <laughs> I'm very fast talker. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So Tom, thank you for your time. We really do appreciate you being on today's episode, man. Appreciate you, fellas. Thanks for having me.
Of course, of course. Dan, thanks for co-hosting as always. It's a pleasure. It's great to meet you, Tom. And Take thanks care. to all of our viewers and listeners as it is our intention to take something from our episodes, apply to your business, have more massive success. Now you have plenty of things to comment below with what you learn. So we will see you on the next one. Awesome.